Attention students, Minnesota Wild College Night tickets start at just 39 bucks. Only a few more games remain in April for the regular season. Find out more at wild.com college. Hello and welcome to Keep the Ball Rolling. My name is Scout Mason. I'm here with Sam Larson. We're going to be talking today about St. Thomas baseball last weekend and what to expect coming up from them in the future, as well as Tommy softball. We're going to touch a little bit on March Madness. Yeah, so baseball. Um, well... The season probably isn't going off to a you know spectacular start. Whoopee. Everybody likes wins. The Tommies are currently 4-17, and 17, um, 1 and 5 in Summit League. They're tied for, um, what is it, 6th with Western Illinois in the Summit League. Um, they recently got swept at home by the Jackrabbits. Um, but there were some highlights. Um, in that first game, Graham Laubscher, um broke the all-time career strikeout record for the Tommies. Um, I'm just pulling up the story here. Um, yeah, Graham Laubscher, if you don't know him, he's just been a staple for St. Thomas baseball already. Very dominant pitcher in uh, D3 athletics, and he leads the the Tommies this year in strikeouts. Yeah, uh, he's at 275 now, which is the new record, and he'll continue to add on to that. But funny enough, he passed his current coach, Chris Oleen, on that list, um, Olin was third on that list with 268 strikeouts, something like that. I believe that's right, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, very dominant on the on the mound for Laubscher. He uh, certainly deserves to be up there with some of the Tommy greats, and he has really solidified himself in history as a D3 and D1 pitcher with that you know, breaking the St. Thomas strikeout record. Yeah, and and you, and you, I, after the game, I was interviewed, coming to interview him, and he's like, coach had yelled out to me, like, Graham, you know, because he was in the bullpen helping clean up after the game, and he's coming over, and he's got, you know, he's kind of fidgeting a little, and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to say, and coach is like, well, you know, that's what you get when you're famous, come talk to him. So he, he's a really, you know, just on and off the field, he's a great guy. Um, I've had the a uh, chance to talk to him on multiple occasions, and he's a very down-to-earth, humble uh, guy where the only place you'd never want to meet him is on the mound. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's only threatening to the batters he's facing. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I bat left-handed, and I could, can't hit lefties to save my life, and I would never want to step in against this guy. So, Yeah, the Tommies lost uh, that first game 5-3. to three. Then uh, started their doubleheader on Sunday against South Dakota State, um, where Evan Ash was on the mound for the Tommies. He uh, actually had a few good innings to start off that game. Um, wasn't allowing too many hits. The Jackrabbits' first run was in the third inning, and um, but yeah, he eventually got pulled, and the and the Tommies only fell two to one in that game. Yeah, and uh, I believe it was on a home run. Yeah. Um, where he gave up a run was off a solo homer, and that hap- That was that was a thing during that entire series. I think, um, just looking at the stories, they gave up five home runs over the series, which is just. Yeah. Coach was telling me it's like, you know, being new to this D one thing is like, 
a lot of the guys on the field right now played at the D3 level. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to compete with the established D1 guys right now just because they're bigger. <laughs> and yeah. there's there's not much you can do um, when, when someone's bigger than you. You know, you can try and locate better with your pitches or something, but inevitably you're going to leave something and these guys will make you pay. And yeah, that was kind of the case. Yeah. And I think watching the Tommies this year, they've, they've done well against um, like, you know, not power hitters, but then all of a sudden you got a big guy coming up to the mound and you leave one over the plate and it's gone. They, they can just turn them a lot better than I think a lot of these Tommy players who play D3 have seen before. Um, So obviously that'll definitely be, be something to, uh, you know, that the, that they'll have to adjust over the season and and again you know they're they're early in their season you know only mm-hmm. a, about a month month and a half in so um you know allowing five home runs certainly isn't what Chris Oline wants no, no. Uh, three on Sunday as well but um you know it, it'll be something to work on and improve yeah and and the guy started the excuse me uh, second game Devin Shway or Shwehi, I think is how it's pronounced um is a sophomore and Evan Esch is a freshman. It's just kind of like, you know, it was what you were saying, Scott. It's like up until the point where they give up their homers, they don't look overmatched. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of like, dang, he's throwing good. And then bang, it's a home run. He's like, ah, all right. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but they look good. And if they look good now in their first and second years, you know, in two years, you know, we're going to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think looking at the team, how, how they are right now, looking at the pitching staff, I'll say, mm-hmm. Looking at what they've done, um, you know, this season so far, it's been pretty pretty impressive for a, a school that's moving from D three to D one. I mean, um, yeah, like you said, a, a lot of the hits are are just coming, you know, either at the end of the game. You know, you get a lot of hits and, and runs at the end of the game um, as like the pitching staff starts to weaken because um, you know there isn't a whole lot of depth and it is a lot of younger guys on the Tommies. But also, um, yeah, a lot of the runs are just coming from, you know, big power hitters and, and home runs. I, I mean, five in, in one series is a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I think you're definitely right. They look very good technically, um, probably don't look the best on paper. But um, I, I think just with the eye test, you can see that, that the Tommies are certainly building on something, especially with a lot of young players. Yeah, and, and it's just I'm looking at, the stats Shway and or Shwehi and Ash um, both have ERAs under three, which is kind of just like you don't exactly expect that, you know, mm-hmm. if, from um, freshmen or sophomores, you know, and that just goes to show it's like okay, these guys are legit, and you know, when you go to the other side of the ball, batting wise, it's kind of a whole different story because, um, you know, like I said earlier, it's a lot of the same guys, you know, Charlie Bartholomew's back, Ank, uh, Morris. Porter, you know, just just you know the usual suspects from last year mm-hmm. um, are back, and right now, uh, Charlie Bartholomew is the only one hitting over what two forty at this point. Yeah, and it's just kind of like the pitching's good, and pitching pitching has dominated baseball a lot in mm-hmm. the past. Um, you got to score, but yeah, you can't win a game without runs. Yeah, you know that that kind of and then that's just where you run to that problem that coach was saying, where it's just like. We're, we're, you know, mostly D3 players right now. We don't have a lot of the D1 players. One one player I've, I want to highlight, uh, Joe Voss. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, I know his dad. You see, he's from Duluth. And, and that's, he's, I he played, um, he was very good. And, uh, you know, he was just kind of one of those star players that were talk of the town. Um, 
but no, he's, Sam is from Duluth. Yes, I I am from Duluth, and I am guilty of being a Duluth homer. Um, <laughs> if, if, if we're, we're going to get a lot of hate on that one. Oh yeah. man! If come on, come on. Um, but no, it's um, no. I'm really excited for that, and just him and all these young a lot. You know, the younger hitters look good you know and it's just yeah it's just gonna take time yeah i mean they're just learning like uh, at looking at pitches and, and i remember um from your interview with coach olean he was talking about they just need we just need to like start finding our pitch mm-hmm. you know we're, we're swinging on too many things and and um are going down looking and and um so yeah they, they'll find their pitch um you know and and obviously it's it's that's probably the the area they need to improve the most mm-hmm. i mean outscored uh 13 to 5 against sdsu um uh on the weekend and and one of the games sdsu only scored two runs you mm-hmm. know so um yeah it's definitely something that that needs to be improved and um right now it makes for for some some boring baseball every once in a while when you, you're just watching the tommies go down swinging mm-hmm. or three up three down and um they faced a hot pitcher in, in game two uh a uh, of the of the doubleheader game three of the series, uh, Owen Bishop for SDSU just was absolutely dominant. Played played eight eight point one innings, right, and mm-hmm. and um, and hit a home run in the first game. Yeah, so it's just kind of like man, you, you know Shohei Otani of the Summit League or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, all right. But, I guess um, yeah, really shows you what D one athletes can do, right? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But yeah, no, it's baseball is gonna look real good, and it'll, uh, you know maybe next year. You know who knows? It's baseball. Yeah. You know anything can happen. Um, but they're coming up. Uh, this Saturday, uh, Sunday against NDSU, um, North Dakota State, who are currently in first in the Summit League, one and five or five and one, excuse me. Um, and they're they're just you know they're they're big. They, yeah, they're, they're yeah. very big. They'll they'll um, be a, a tough one for the Tommies. So it's gonna be a tough one. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that. But we'll 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 move on to the other uh, I guess bat bat and ball sports softball. Yeah. <laughs> Softball, yeah. So uh, this this um, I believe it was Tuesday. Um, they they played a um, a doubleheader against uh, Wisconsin UW Wisconsin Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, game one was a tight one. The the first off, I'll start off by saying the St. Thomas softball seven and twenty four this year um, on the year, um, as well as uh, three and three in the Summit League. Or excuse me, they're now um, eight and twenty four, three and three in the Summit League. But in game one, um, they lost seven to six, so a tight one um, in that one. But uh, again, um, coming back in game two, they were able to just explode. Yep. And yep. <laughs> some would say um, sixteen hits. They won thirteen to three. Um, so getting the win in that game um, at, at pitcher was uh, um, Isabel True. Um, she's a junior um, from Iowa. So good for her to get her first W of the year. Um, and again, something that, you know, we talked about with baseball is their pitching has been really good and softball's pitching has been really, really good. Um, you have, uh, uh, Christina Crawford who, who I think what broke them had, had some of the most strikeouts in a game earlier this year. I think it was 13 strikeouts in one game, um, which was, you know, something that was unheard of out of, uh, 19. 19. 19 yeah 19 so okay sorry <laughs> I, I do not mean yeah, to man, throw like, disrespect holy. yeah no 19 You're missing yeah. two innings worth of strikeouts yeah, yeah, so come on yeah now. i know um but yeah no christina crawford <laughs> I, I, has been absolutely dominant isabel true of course picks up the win she um 
uh, is one and six now overall. Christina Crawford four and six. Um, so yeah, it, it's been you know very interesting to watch their pitching uh, continue to exceed, and, and they certainly um, found their bats. Oh uh, yeah, against yep. Wisconsin. Yep, uh, Brooke Ellistad, um, Summit League Player of the Week. Yeah, um, I believe it was last week, uh, not not two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, depending on when this comes out. Yeah, depending on when this comes out, the week of April first. Um, you know, she is currently leading St. Thomas with average. She's batting four thirty three, which mm-hmm. is just kind of insane. That's, that's, that's pretty good. That's um, I would say. <laughs> uh, leading the team, uh, she's actually tied with Cassidy Carby for with uh, six home runs. Uh, leads team in RBI. Basically, every every you know counting stat, you know every average, you know she's she's on top of it. But yeah, and that, and that just goes to show, you know, it's they they don't have an issue getting the runs across. Her and Sarah Hudson. Um, I know uh, Tommy Media's own Katie Geltz got her first home yeah. a couple weeks uh, in that week. Yeah, uh, the the weekend series before it. Yep, in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like I'm looking at the stats, and it's you know. You, you, it takes a while to get down below 200 and when you go down the list and you know some of those players again don't have may not have you know at the, the necessary at bats you know you, mm-hmm. it's a pretty sharp dip you go from 60 to 42 yeah um at bats wise but you know those nine players are hitting the ball pretty well yeah and, and the the tommies have had a good um share of of new players having success as well as as um players from division three you you mentioned hudson um as well as uh you know cj jacobson was one of you know very uh, if you look at her d3 stats i mean one of the most dominant players probably the softball program has seen she just is so consistent um and yeah like you said katie katie gale's coming back um uh, uh mackenzie rudy i believe it is um yeah mackenzie rudy i was making sure i got that first name right <laughs> uh mackenzie rudy had a few hits three at bats went um you know with four rbis um and yeah and sarah hudson as well um she's you know coming from d3 and and so she's been very successful and then like you said brooke ellis did um didn't uh freshman and has mm-hmm. just certainly like taken over for the tommies uh taking a lot of a lot of that uh hitting stress off of them as she's she's getting on base that's for sure so yeah, and and so they're coming up. They've got their home and op- opener. Uh, this is well. Right now, it's currently April eighth. So April 9th, same Saturday. We're gonna you know, two double headers going at the, on at the same time. So it's you gonna know, be a busy if, week if, on St. Thomas yeah, campus. Yeah, if, if you like, if 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 you like um, St. Thomas sports, come on down yeah. to campus. You know, you're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of happening. I think. I I don't know if softball. I haven't been to a softball game yet, but. Uh, I know baseball had concessions uh, last Sunday, so yeah. so we'll see know. we'll see where they put the food truck. They'll, they'll this feed weekend. you, you know. They'll they'll they you know you can't you can't go wrong with a hot dog at a ball game. Yeah, so two double headers on Saturday, both baseball and softball. Softball start times uh, against South Dakota State. Uh, they're uh, they're they're playing at twelve and two, um, and then on Sunday at eleven. So that'll be. Um, some good, some good sports, and mm-hmm. we're going to be busy here on Tommy Media, but um, you can keep up with all the sports coverage on TommyMedia.com, um, at Tommy Media on all social medias, and, uh, you know, see how Tommy Sports did this mm-hmm. weekend. So 
with that, let's move away from St. Thomas sports and, and we'll go to March Madness, which uh, was wild. Um, I'm a North Carolinian, so uh, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say that right and away. I'm going to catch flack for being from Duluth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Yeah, yeah so um, I will say I'm not a Duke or UNC <laughs> fan. I am an NC State fan who is irrelevant in this conversation. But I will say I was cheering for Duke over UNC in the Final Four. Um, you know, obviously I'm not like crying over it or anything. Mm-hmm. And then once UNC went to the final, I got to cheer for the North Carolina sure. school. Like for me, it's for me, I've just watched the rivalry. Um, so it was really, it was really cool to see. And I have a bunch of friends who go to UNC and I have a bunch of friends who go to Duke. So seeing the <laughs> difference in like Snapchat and Instagram yep. stories yep. after were, was funny. Um, and then seeing like all the, uh, the Snapchat and Instagram stories, um, when UNC lost to the final, um, uh, seeing them go from, oh, you know, pregame, you know, they're having a good time, everyone's mm-hmm. out partying, and then just silence as soon as Kansas <laughs> uh, beat them. Um, it, it was such an insane comeback. Oh, my though. oh God. Come on. Ka- yeah, Kansas. <laughs> I mean, Kansas, I you just cannot disrespect that that comeback. Bill Self, you know, winning, yeah. winning another title um, for the first time in over uh, 10, 12 years. Um, but I, here the AP – uh, says in their first line, the great Kansas comeback as it will be known forever known in the history books. And mm-hmm. I mean, that comeback was amazing. It just, the first, the first half, it really looked like UNC could not be touched. Like they were just dominant. Um, their shooting was really good. And of course, Armando Baycott is, was just <laughs> unstoppable in the paint. Um, even though they like to talk about his injury the mm-hmm. whole game. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, but then as, as uh, the game went on, Kansas really showed they had more depth, um, you know, and uh, UNC got into some foul trouble and, and got a little tired. Of course, they, they run six guys. That's it. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not you know, taking anyone off the bench. They really usually only run five guys. It's just Leaky Black got in some foul trouble. So um, Kansas really showed, like, they have some depth and, and that they were going to, you know, hold – they they had the they had more stamina mm-hmm. is really what it looked like yeah and it, and it comes down to you know not not one man does a team make yeah and it's just kind of like you can't put the world on your shoulders unless you're like prime Shaquille O'Neal yeah and it's just kind of like you know you stand over everybody yeah. but no it's like if you're running five the entire time and it's one goes down it's like okay yeah um, and then two went down and it and went down UNC and was like, like uh oh it's like all of a sudden it's like okay uh you know hit hit the emergency plan do we have an emergency yeah. plan yeah no a, a lot of those guys on the unc bench just literally did not see minutes the whole year like so um yeah but i mean and and you talked about like not being one team a, a lot of people talk about uh on the jayhawks agbaji like oh he should be the guy but he doesn't need to be the guy on KU because all of a sudden Remy Martin comes off the bench and hits like the most insane three pointers <laughs> like back to back. Um, and then you have McCormick who did not start mm-hmm. the season, like it was not a starter uh, usually in the season, who just like showed up for March Madness and just was going off. Fifty, you know. <laughs> he was yeah. He was just having. I mean, and their defense was really good. You have. Uh, Lightfoot coming off the bench, you, yeah, just so so much uh, talent there, um, and it, you know it. The tournament as a whole was so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you got St. Peter's, and it's yeah. just like you you gotta love those stories. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, get a little closer. <laughs> hey, get a little closer to the mic. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the St. Peter's story was your classic March Madness. Yep, you, you know, know it's just, and, it, it, and I love, I love how, you know, that, that, you know, that team is like at first reaction, it's like, oh, no, well, now my bracket's busted. Yeah. You know, and then everyone's like, okay, Wait, you I, know, that's all I right. Like you know, I like these guys. I like these, these guys. guys. These guys are cool. You know, yeah. I want to, and it's like, you know, you, you go quickly from bracket busters to, the most rooted for team, you know, and everybody, you know, it's you, nobody hate you. It's impossible yeah. to hate the little guy, you know? Yeah. It's, and now, and now, uh, St. Peter's just will have like, not, not the same team at all. Coach no, yep. gone to Seton yep. Hall already. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Bert, Bert's gone. Um, or excuse me, Doug. Sorry, I'm thinking Bert Hedstrom. <laughs> you know, our our guy Bert Hedstrom, who who just uh, w- was uh, elected Summit All American team on the on the Tommy's basketball. But uh, yeah, Doug's gone. Uh, Daryl Banks, Matthew Lee. You know, their mm-hmm. star players all gone. So um, they took they definitely took advantage of the opportunity the the tournament gave them. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, the tournament w- was great, and um, you can expect uh, some some content coming from. Tommy Media on the softball and baseball games this weekend, as well as any other St. Thomas sports going on at all. Um, but that'll do it for us here on Keep the Ball Rolling. My name's Scout Mason. And I'm Sam Larson. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Have a great day. <laughs>